Today we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, the USDA WASDE report uh, that we had earlier this week. We're going to also talk a little bit about China, and uh, we're going to get into Allendale's annual yield survey, which starts next week and goes through the 30th. Hope you enjoy. Well, Mike, uh, USDA report uh, this week, uh, it did not disappoint as far as excitement in the market. It may have disappointed as far as where the numbers came in. What's your uh, what's your take here? Well, they came in with a huge planting number, apparently, for corn with the prevent and everything. Looks like we're over 100 million acres. Uh, a lot of people not seeing how that could possibly happen. Uh, so a lot of, like you said, just disappointment from the numbers they got from the USDA. And a lot of producers just not really believe in what they're hearing. Well, I think we, we're at the point now that as we go into late summer and early fall, every year it kind of seems like we underestimate what the USDA is going to tell us. We think that uh, we've got planting issues, and we do, legitimately. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had uh, uh, 11.2 million prevent plant acres for corn so far, 4.35 for beans. So legitimately, we had issues. The question becomes... How did we end up planting 90, 90 million acres of corn with an intention of over 100? And even with all the issues that we had as we were going into June, we still planted what ends up being the third highest amount of acres or total acres intended to be planted. As of the 1st of June, we were up over 328 million for total total crops. Mm-hmm. Where where does that come from? I mean, prices weren't that good that you could say, oh, well, let's let it ride and everybody plant corn. Prices weren't that good, but they weren't also that good yet. Everyone was talking about $5, $6 corn at the time, and you, you saw a lot of those acres taken away from beans. Mm-hmm. And from what we were seeing bean-wise and the story we were getting, and you have to remember this is after the, the talks of China broke down again. Correct. So it seemed like beans were going sub $8, which at one point they were. And the bean picture looked dismal. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you had the MFP payment that said get something in the ground. If you're looking at corn and beans and you see corn that's potentially going to $5, $6, or beans, which they have to go under 8 bucks at the time, it's logical to think that some of those bean acres would switch to corn. Some. But there's there's areas where those bean acres would have come out that it didn't make sense to plant corn. And it probably still didn't make sense if it was happening to plant corn that late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those acres probably will not yield half to, you know, to three quarters of what the, their full potential would have been. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it, it really was just, I guess, fishing for a for an MFP payment that we didn't actually know what it was. That's a pretty big gamble. Right. Yeah, and that's what a lot of this year is, gambling about whether it's going above $6 and I don't want to get anything priced or holding on to it, expecting that. I mean, right now you still have a lot of farmers with cr- crop in the bins. Yeah. After Last uh, year's uh, last year's uh, crop is is still sitting uh, in the bin. Basis, uh, basis bids are still pretty healthy out there. Mm-hmm. I think that at this point they're still trying to – entice the farmer to let go of some of these bushels yeah and it's going to be harder now that we're down here as opposed to 450 but yeah i mean 
these elevators, ethanol plants, they still need the grain, and we're still holding on to it. So I think a good way to describe this year is a lot of a lot of gambling going on, gambling that we're going to have higher prices and everything going on because you're just continuing to see that crop being held by the farmers. Well, let's let's look at the beans now. Beans were, I guess you'd say bullish. Mm-hmm. Not if you look at the ending stocks, uh, lowering the ending stocks to seven hundred and fifty-five million bushels. That's bullish in in the idea that it was lower than than expected. Acres were lower than expected. Production obviously comes down. They left the yield the same, but seven hundred fifty-five million bushels is not bullish in the in the big picture. Right. And yeah, our perspective there has been a little skewed after this past year with the whole China thing. Because before this, we were looking for what, uh, 150, 250 uh, carryout. But now bringing it, the fact that it's not a billion is the bullish aspect, or billion is not, is the bullish aspect. Right. We do have old crop at uh, at over a billion at this point, um, but still needs to, we need to figure out the the last of the shipments for uh, for China, mm-hmm. if that's going to get rolled into into new crop, we have yet to kind of hear that. We definitely feel like there will be some cancellations, but are those cancellations or are they rolling them out to the new crop? Right. Uh, and you know, we did get some news today. Um, what's the what's the story on the on the tariffs? So apparently, there is a chunk of goods that we are delaying tariffs until February fifteenth. China came out with a statement saying that they had no agreement on their side to get these pushed back. It really just seems like it is trying to get, because it is computers, cell phones, toys, a bunch of things like that. It seems like it is just being pushed back in order to have goods imported for the holiday season. Okay, so we get a little bit of a bounce Mm -hmm. in beans today. Um, because of maybe some of that news. Plus, you know, the beans never really got a chance to be bullish yesterday with the the backdraft essentially in in corn and, and wheat. Mm-hmm. So beans catch a little bit of a bid. Uh, wheat really kind of did nothing today. A little bit of back and forth down to with the corn early and then came back up. But you know, for the for the most part, uh, you know, I I still think we you have a hard time being bullish on beans and wheat at this point. And with these corn numbers, it's hard to be bullish on corn right now because of the numbers we have to work with. But there is still, I think there's still some hope for higher prices in corn. Maybe not the $455 type of bullishness, but getting back to maybe that $4 area Mm -hmm. might be available if there's a few things that go our way. Right. Like we've said on previous webinars, it's not whether or not you should be bullish, but at, at what point should you be bullish? And right now, what do we have to look forward to? A yield drop? We're not going to see that for a little bit. Early frost, nothing in the forecast to really tell you that that's happening anytime soon. So you're really just sitting here with the latest data from the USDA that everyone was hanging their hat on saying this this report had to be bullish. Mm-hmm. And now that's, that's out of the way we got to look for that next story. Yeah, I think what the, the the worst part was is we got exactly what we thought in prevent plant, actually a little more than we thought in prevent plant. We just didn't see the the increase in planted acres mm-hmm. hitting us. And that that really hit us with a with an increase in in yield uh, on this report. Um I have to I do have to believe that we'll see that yield number change 
uh, on the September report, we'll actually see a, a change in acres on uh, on the uh, the October report when they report the rest of the FSA numbers uh, or the final FSA numbers. But the only thing that's really going to change at that point is probably an increase in prevent plant claims uh, and maybe uh, a decrease in, in harvested acres. Mm-hmm. So um, talking about yields, uh, Allendale has our, our annual yield survey coming up next week uh, that starts uh, and goes through the 30th. So what what are we what should we be looking at uh, I mean we've got to get everybody involved in this thing as we can but don't we feel like we're a little bit early to the party on this yield survey yes uh, a little bit uh, just like every other yield survey this year is going to be I mean we always do them at this specific time for a very good reason around this time we usually have a good pretty good feel about what the yields are going to be but there is going to be that little, difference in this year just because of how late we got in the ground um so again we're going to need as much data as possible can everyone on board and really giving us a good honest answer what they reasonably think they can achieve at this point right and that's going to be the the real key is you know don't don't just don't just give us a you know a a windshield view of it we need you to get out and and actually pull some pull some ears and get an idea of where where we stand if if the corn is not to the maturity that uh, would give you a good estimate. We'll have to skip it. Go to go to somewhere else and see if we can find a find a better spot. But at this point, you know, on our side of things, we got to make sure that we get out and talk to every single customer possible, mm-hmm. every single lead in our database, and and whatnot to make sure that we get as much input as possible to hopefully get a better handle on where this uh, this yield is at. Yeah, I'm definitely getting from the farmer's hands because, I mean, no one knows their field better than them. So getting their input, making sure we get as large of a data pool as possible to try and make this as precise as possible because, like we were saying earlier, what's the next story? And right now you got a lot of yield towards going on, so potentially could be the next story. Thank you for joining us this week in Allendale Market Talk. If you guys have any questions or to participate in the yield survey discussed today in the show, please reach out 800-262-7538. For this week, Allendale Market Talk, Greg McBride and Mike Lung signing off. You guys have a good one.